0: So a few days ago, we were having a very uh, enlightening discussion here uh, in Holy Family about music and um, different styles of music and different artists. And uh, I'm beginning to realize I'm, I'm falling a little more and more out of the loop of the modern tunes. Uh, but um, so then one of the girls piped up and she said, oh, we have we have a favorite in our house. We all love we all absolutely love uh, Andrew Rio. And I said, Andrew, you n- never n- never heard of him. Uh, where, oh no, you should know him, you should know him, he's, uh, he's very, very famous. I said, Andrew Rio, never, never heard of him. What does he do? Oh, he plays the, he plays the violin, he has all these kind of like spectacular confer, con, concerts and this kind of thing. Oh, I said, oh yeah, my mom likes him too. I think it's pronounced Andre Rieu, not Andrew Rio. <laughs> Andrew Rio, <clears throat> that's the Limerick version of Andre Rieu, uh, Andrew Rio. Uh, so just, I was just thinking today <clears throat> very often in our faith after a year of, of, of walking with the Lord after a year of, of spending time with him after a year of learning about him we should know him better we should know him better this is, this is the heart of, of what we do here it's the goal of everything we do here whether it's work or study or prayer or community time everything that we do everything is supposed to reveal who God is we learn about him from, from others. We learn about him from our work and our service and also getting over ourselves and serving even though we're tired uh, or we'd rather not or the job is a bit messy, whatever it may be. All these kind of things teach us to overcome ourselves. Why? So that we can learn how to make room for something greater. Learning how to make room for God. Then there's actual times, yes, of study. What has he said? What does he ask us to do? Okay, then <clears> there's <throat> times of prayer. We get to spend time either praying together with him or praying on our own, just in those moments where the Lord has a kind of a, a one-to-one with us uh, in order to teach us who he is and show, show how he is and who he is and what he wants. So this is what the, the, the year has been. Uh, it's been, a, it's been. It's been busy. It's been a very busy year. Uh, a lot has gone on, and we've had many, many experiences. The Lord, in our gospel today... he calls or one man comes up and and volunteers to follow him another man the Lord calls him and says follow me and the man responds let us go let me go and bury my father first now when he says let me go and bury my father first it's not that his father has necessarily passed away yet at all because if it's an Irish funeral scenario it's a case of two days you know like a person dies they're awake and then the burial within two days so we're good to go uh so why would that be a problem? So I don't think that's what the problem is here. Let me go and bury my father first. Jesus answered, "Lead the dead to bury their dead. Your duty is to go and spread the news of the kingdom of God. This is something that I think the Lord addresses to each one of us. Our job as baptized people is to go and spread the kingdom of God. So to make Jesus known. To make him known. And if I'm going to do that, then I have to know him First. So, as this year ends, uh, I was just thinking today, uh, if there are three nuggets that we could take away from this year, what would they be, or what should they be? Uh, I think one of the first things, if we're going to to leave here uh, with, if we're going to leave here, what we should have learned is, number one, to love God generously. To love God generously. Not just to kind of believe he exists, not just to kind of... Uh, take a few minimalist boxes, I just do the mass thing or I just do the pilgr- pilgrimage thing, but to love God generously, like in any loving relationship. <clears throat> uh, any loving relationship which is kind of pulled back or stunted uh, is, is almost offensive actually. You know, I think I've told this before, but uh, you know, if uh, you discovered that your engagement ring had actually been bought in Argos, Now, the ring, you might have loved it when you saw it, right? It was all fine when you saw it. But when you heard it was bought in Argos, it completely changed everything. Why? The ring is exactly the same. What is your problem? (laughs) Because it was bought in Argos, right? It's the the principle of the thing, right? Or like uh, uh, diamonds, for example, I guarantee you that none of you can tell the difference between a cut diamond and a really nicely cut piece of quartz. You can't. They look exactly the same, but it's the principle of the thing. A diamond is a diamond, and quartz is basically glass, right? So, but you can't tell the difference. You can't, you can't. But it's the principle of the thing because you know that love should be generous. Love should give generously, and even in, and this has happened like <clears throat> within you know within marriages. Even like where, you, where people wouldn't be uh, uh, financially well off, they'll still put an awful lot of effort and time and money into as I say, the engagement ring ring, and the wedding ring and the, the wedding ceremony itself. <clears throat> people give generously, you know, and even in the faith, think of so many churches in Ireland built after the famine, uh, where people gave very, very generously to the construction of most of the churches that you see around this country, right after after the famine, like it was... People were poor, but they gave generously to God. And this wasn't, by the way, uh, sorry to have to say this, but, but this wasn't because the, the church had such dominion over people it forced a kind of an extra tax on them or something. No, it was because the people saw the priests die with them. The, priest, the people saw the, the clergy stay with them through these difficult times. And so they gave generously to God. Love God generously. It's, 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 it's a, I think it's a, it's a lovely way to think about our, 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 our relationship, our walk with God. My job isn't to just do the minimum and get by. My job is to love him generously, and generously with my time. Generously, even with my, with, with my finances, if that's something I can do. Generously with, with how I pray, to not just kind of tick the box and get it done, but to, to do so with Lord. I actually want to spend time with you. I want to get to know you. I'm 40, 50, 60 years of age, and maybe I don't know you half as well as I should. I want to get to know you because if I'm going to spend eternity with you, this is, this is pretty important. Pretty important I get this one right. Okay, so love God generously. Uh, secondly, uh, our call to, to follow the Lord is never going to be an easy one. That's something we just have to recognize from the beginning because we're, it's always going to make us a small bit different. Now, you're all very different. You're very different. <laughs> Like, let's make no mistake about it. Like, um, like you're wonderfully different uh, to everyone. Um, so, and that's a real gift, because then it makes ye extraordinary. Anything but ordinary. You're all extraordinary. So what ye bring then is unique. And the shade, and the nuance, and the palette of colour that you all bring to this. Uh, mosaic of the faith is all entirely unique. What you bring is unique. But if we're going to do that and do it effectively, then we must pray. We must pray and we must pray daily. We must ask the Lord for our daily bread or basically, sorry, but you don't stand the chance. And within a few weeks or months, uh, that enthusiasm and that zeal will wane off. And the constant Drag or pull away from the path of the Lord will become increasingly strong because there's always there are always easier ways. There are always ways that are presented to us, ways of styles of life, uh, choices, options, things to do on the weekend that are that are far more appealing than than what God's will might be. What they never tell you, though, in all of these things, in all of these kind of alternative routes, one might say is the consequences of them because the, the, the modern mentality or that kind of fun mentality is that all these things have no consequences. Live life whatever way you want and it's all fine, it's all great. No one talks about the consequences. That's kind of the adult thing, you know, that's, what adults, that's how adults think, It's how responsible people think. You know, people, um, as I'm sure some of our families here when they little boys wanted to light fires on the living room floor. Uh, or set off fireworks in, in, in bedrooms, as, as never happened to anybody here. Um, but, but uh, you know, when, when, when children would suggest these things, um, yes, adults can see, yeah, I can, I can see how that would be a lot of fun. I can also see the consequences, the singed carpet, the singed eyebrows. The lack of a bed, as it has spontaneously combusted into the atmosphere. You know, so adults, adults see the consequences of these things. Children don't. Children just see the fun. It's fun. It'll be great. You know, driving too fast. Yeah, it'll be great. What could possibly go wrong? It'd be great. It's all, I'm not talking. I'm, still, I'm not talking about the same person here. So, 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 we're, so we're moving on. But this is how this is so typical like of how the how the enemy presents these alternative routes to fun there are no consequences it's all fine right and then as you you know as, as, we, as we get older and, and these uh, alternative routes become maybe more, a little more sinister again even like adultery what could possibly go wrong she'll ever find out it's all good you know so same kind of idea sin is always presented without consequences whereas when we look at what, what God asks of us the enemy will only have us look at negative consequences. Never has us look at the fruit. Never has us look at the joy. Never has us look at, the, at things like security and confidence in, in my wife or my husband's fidelity. Or never has us look at the fact that God's plan actually works and makes me happier. It, it, you know, like the, the enemy will never have us look at our walk with the Lord in, in, through that lens. He'll only have us look at our faith journey as... It's miserable, it's lonely, it's cold. Uh, it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. Thou shalt not do anything fun. Right? And that's how, that's how the Walk with the Lord is presented, which is completely untrue. Look at this last year. We blew stuff up. <laughs> we, we, had, we went to foreign countries like Donegal. <laughs> And experienced all sorts of wild and wonderful languages up there. Uh, We've had family days and we've had hikes and camping trips and campfires and pots falling off high racks onto cooks' heads and all sorts of wonderful things. Um, It's been a fun year. The walk with the Lord is not boring. It's not. It just isn't. But if we're going to be faithful to the Lord, we must pray daily, daily, daily. As Mark Hart says, it was my favorite quote of his, uh, our prayer doesn't help our relationship with God. Prayer is our relationship with God. If we're not praying, we haven't got a relationship with God. You might believe he exists. That's nice. That's not going to save you. Uh, Prayer is our relationship with God. If you're not praying, you have no relationship with God. So we must pray daily. So love God generously and pray daily. And finally, do not be afraid. You are never alone. You are never alone. When God set up the church, he set it up as a community. And yes, he called individuals, but he called individuals to form families, to form communities, to form a church, to form a mystical body. So none of us are meant to go this way alone. So we do it as individuals, but we do it in community. So it's it's both. You have to make your own choices. You can't just rely on everyone else's prayer life to kind of inspire and drag yours the right direction. You have to make your own choices and you have to walk your, your path, yes. But look around you and see that in this path, on this path, you are surrounded by brothers and sisters who care, who will support you and who love you and who know you and who know you actually well enough maybe even to nudge you the right direction. On occasion, I was talking to someone else recently. It, was a, it wasn't the nicest of conversations, if I'm honest. I have lots of conversations, uh, but there was one recently where this uh, person said that she had felt very disappointed by Catholic friends recently. And you now I, I would know some of her Catholic friends, and they're, they're good people. So I was just kind of surprised. What, well, what, what do you mean? Why are you disappointed? And she said, well no, I've have, I have, like lots of kind of atheists and non practicing friends now and they're they're great, like they're they're the ones I go to. And I said, okay, okay. What, why? What what happened? And uh, well, no, these, these Catholic friends like they always judge me. I said, Okay, what, what do you mean? Well, like I mean if I go out and if I drink too much or if I'm out, out with the wrong people these, you know, judgmental Catholic friends of mine will, will tell me, well, what, what are you doing? Whereas my atheist friends and my non-practicing friends, they think it's great. Hmm. So we had to have a sit-down conversation about what true friendship is. Because true friends, true friends will always call us to be the best version of ourselves. True friends will always call us to be the best, to be a better you. You know, when you're hanging out with someone He's like, go on, just have one more. What could go wrong? Not a great friend. When you're with someone who says, you know, Eva, I think think you've had a bit too much. Getting getting tired of holding your hair, okay? (laughs) All right. That person's probably a real friend because they care. They care enough to say, take it easy because I care about you so do not be afraid do not be afraid your walk with the lord does not lead to isolation it does not lead to loneliness your walk with the lord leads to heaven and if we're doing it right and keeping in touch with the right people our walk with the lord leads us to community it leads us to good friendship now not everyone is perfect and people along the way may disappoint us but there are good friends there are good people out there good people of faith Who will walk with us who will pray for us and who will back us up love God generously pray daily and do not be afraid and so we join with our psalmist as we end this year together preserve me God I take refuge in you I say to the Lord you are my God O Lord, it is you who are my portion and cup. It is you, yourself, who are my prize. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, I'd just like to thank you all so much for joining us for uh, the various homilies on YouTube or Spotify or wherever else uh, you've watched or listened to us here in Holy Family. It's a great privilege to be able to uh, reach uh, so many people from our humble little chapel here in Waterford. Uh, we'd like to announce, though, a... A way that maybe you can help us uh, we've noticed over the last couple of years the great need for youth ministry and men's ministry in this country and rather than just cursing the darkness we want to light a candle uh, like holy family was just so providential in the way the lord set it up uh, we really feel called to set up something uh, to deal with the issue of men's ministry and youth ministry here in this country so many men who finish with various prayer groups or youth initiatives and then in their mid-20s 30s there's nothing for them or there's very little for them or there are little pockets of youth ministry around the country but they're relatively small so what if we could bring them all together what if there was a place where there could be monthly men's ministry that men from all around the country could come and learn how to be men of faith learn how to be fathers of faith, uh, learn how to to, uh, to live in this fairly complicated world uh, as men who follow the Lord. So we'd greatly, greatly appreciate uh, your help in making the vision that we have for men's ministry in this country a real uh, a reality. So we bought a six acres of the forest up behind the house here and we hope to build, we have plans to build a fairly large uh, centre uh, which we are intensively calling uh, Domus. Patrice at the moment, the House of the Father. Uh, so we're building that uh, with the help of God soon. We've had the preliminary uh, meetings with the local council and that. So uh, we just have to fundraise. We just have to fundraise for it. So if you would like to help us, we would be greatly, greatly appreciative of it. If you haven't got the, the, the financial means, please, please pray for us. All the help that we can get from your, your good selves is necessary and greatly appreciated. Uh, so if you wanted to donate, you can go to holyfamilymission.ie. And there's a donate tab there, a little donate button, and we'd be greatly, greatly appreciative of anything that you can give towards uh, this this wonderful initiative, which we know will bear great fruit. So thank you so much in advance for all of your help, and God bless you.